Good morning, Colleen Hunt from Gluten-Free Gold, based in the Lake of Panama. And from what I can see, we have eight or nine of you guys that are following my, my, I can't say daily blogging. I, I, I give up on apologizing. It just, the only time I think about blogging is first thing in the morning when I'm trying to avoid my Spanish lessons or last thing at night when I can't fall asleep for the love of God. I just can't fall asleep. I'm just lying there. Um, today's a good day. Overcast. Close on the line. I finished the pre-baking for Tuesday's uh, market. Uh, if you didn't know, I bake gluten-free food for a Tuesday farmer's market that's in downtown Boquete. Uh, since the COVID thing happened, a lot of management and rental things have gone up. We have always had, I think it was like 14 or 15 years, there's been a, a farmer's market. It's called, it was the BCP, uh, Boquete Community Players uh, Farmer's Market. Uh, just across the river, uh, kitty corner to the feria um, in Boquete. And since the COVID thing and everything being shut down, um, things have changed. As soon as the COVID hit, the uh, artisans that make crafts and sell stuff, they built their own market across the street. And then there was a uh, rental lease disagreement in the building that the BCP was in. I don't want to get into it, but they chose, they found another room, which is right at the feria. Uh, and then the vendors that were at the BCP, uh, it's a, a quirky little building, and now they've added the hotel next door, so you can walk through a pathway, and there's waterfalls and ducks and stuff like that. Um, we've added um, that building. So now if you, Tuesday morning, now if you decide on Tuesday morning to go to downtown Boquete in Panama, there's three markets, all kitty corner to the, uh, like in a triangle. Uh, one has 50 markets, that's the what, the feria. I don't know how much ours has. Um, but I've been at that market for almost four and a half years now. And then um, the artisan one. So there's three markets that you can while away your hours. They're all open for three to four hours each. Uh, you could check out uh, local stuff. We have our gluten-free food. There's a bunch of restaurants, bakeries, chocolate makers, coffee makers, coffee plantations um, that sell their wares. You can get uh, Hungarian food, Ukrainian food, African food, uh, Tipico, which is uh, Panamanian food, uh, goat cheese products, canning, like anything you can imagine you can get there, which is really nice because that's how I made my living when I was in um, Canada. I started at two small farmer's markets until I got the confidence and the the experience under my belt and I expanded I think for a while there I was at three or four and then I was down to two. Uh, the one on Thursday in Edmonton uh, in Sherwood Park just outside of Edmonton was uh, 
about 600 visitors every Thursday evening, and then the Saturday downtown one had between 42 and 70,000 visitors in a day. So I got really good at um, time management, and I got really good at um, developing a large variety of, of items. But it got to the point that I was... I was working, uh, I had three gardens at the time on the acreage. Um, my husband and I were renovating the property like we always do. Uh, I did canning. I, I was um, putting up eight to 10,000 jars of canning, over 100 different varieties. I think we had like 12 different varieties of marmalade and jams and pickles and stuff like that and we had the three gardens so I was constantly working from four in the morning till 11 at night seven days a week and towards the end in the last year I was getting um, people telling me how awful I looked uh, wondering if I was ill or sick and it was just that I was I was working myself into the ground like into the ground and in the last year my last year I was there my um, uh, now ex-husband had decided that um, he wasn't happening anymore I wasn't waiting on him hand and foot like I did for the previous 15 years because with the amount of work that I did I had to let some stuff go and unfortunately for him it was stuff that I was doing for him all the time and uh, he wasn't happy. So we uh, decided to live under the same roof for the next eight months. And in that eight months period, I was looking for a piece of property. I had just um, uh, agreed to provide my product to an online company that was servicing um, Western Canada and the Western States and they were interested in my products. Um, but I was already using the thousand square foot space of the main floor of the house and the entire upstairs for my products and it wasn't enough space. It wasn't enough space for what, for what the online company would require. Uh, I had three 20-cubic-foot three freezers, and I was filling and emptying them every two weeks with uh, the frozen meals and stuff. So, uh, so I spent that eight months that we were uh, separated but living under the same roof looking for a property. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, um, the... Real estate prices in Alberta, especially the Edmonton area, were at the highest. Like, I think when I was looking, it was the highest they were, they've been in the last five years. I've been here just over five years. And they were the highest. Yeah, I was looking for a place where I would have at least two to 3,000 square feet of space. And 
with that two to three thousand square feet of space, I needed to also fit like a little room in there for me to live. And I, I couldn't find anything within an hour, an hour and a half uh, driving radius to Edmonton. Uh, that was under seven or eight hundred thousand dollars. So uh, every morning when and when I, I I would work out, especially in the winter on the treadmill, and all these problems would go through my head. And I'm where, like on the weekends, I would spend like the Sundays because I did the market Thursdays I was baking Friday and then Saturday on Sundays I would go out with my dog and we would drive the side roads and look and look and look for places that would be convertible places that would be uh, ideal but also places that in the winter which is when I was looking would be I would be able to drive through without having panic attacks because I was always out there on the highways before the snow plows, um, trying to get to the market by 7, 7.30. So um, it came to me one day, I, I was thinking and going like, you're 55 years old, um, you should decide, you know you have to work for another 10 years. So do you want to go through this hell every winter or do you want to maybe move somewhere that you can do it in shorts and sandals? And that was so strange for me to think that I had the ability and the choice to do that, to be able to, to go somewhere that the weather was nice. So... The next two months I, I spent research, it was, it was a thought that was in the back of my head and when I had free time I'd go online and, I, and I'd research and my criteria was that they spoke some English, that they didn't have, uh, they weren't always with dictators and, and wars, um, that was relatively safe um, and also the weather because there were so many places that you see tornadoes or hurricanes, so it had to have good weather. But I also wanted beaches, and and I wanted good weather. And, and I found this place called Boquete, Panama. I looked at other places because when I talked to people, they said, well, I'll try this and try that. And then a friend of my daughter's says, um, she was backpacking, or she was talking to someone that was backpacking, and in Panama... Uh, just before the Costa Rica border, there was a town called David that had a community of 5,000 Canadians. And I thought, well, that's, that's something to check out. So I researched it, and it turned out that Boquete had everything that I wanted. For me to, to do my business, I needed to have an expat community that can afford like let's face it the gluten-free products are expensive that can afford the gluten-free products and with my research I found that there wasn't a lot of gluten-free items available in Panama it was where Canada and the States was 12 15 years before and the gluten-free market was just emerging so I decided to move here and I moved here 
by myself with two backpacks. Um, never been here before. Didn't know anybody. Didn't know the language. And I can tell you, I made it as hard as possible before I left so that if it was difficult the first few months, it was going to be more difficult for me to come back, if that makes any sense. I knew that if it was too easy for me to come back, the first moment that I had some difficulty here, I would come back. But I sold everything. I got rid of everything. Everything. So that when I left, the door was shut. There was no, there was no turning back. So, so I came here and um, found myself an apartment. I went through uh, Panama. I was in Panama City. I went to Petisi. I think that was, that's one of the most southern tips of Panama. Uh, Las Tablas, uh, Santa Catalina, which was where I took some surfing lessons, uh, David, and then Boquete. And it was, it was Boquete. It, when I got off the bus, it felt like I, I was home. It was everything that I wanted. The weather was great. It's spring-like weather all the time. I live 20 minutes south, so I have more summer, spring-like weather. But it's not uh, super, super, super hot, like on the beach. Um, I'm 40 minutes from a lounge chair beside the ocean, or I'm 20 minutes from walking through the mountains. So it's perfect for me. Um, I did the baking business. Unfortunately, I'm not a great business person and I have too big of a heart. And, um, Unless you have a large chunk of cash set aside for the ups and downs of the uh, uh, tourism season here, it's very difficult to run a business. So I got out of that, uh, converted one of the bedrooms in the house that I'm renting into a commercial kitchen. We had signed a four-year lease for this place. Um, my mom came down after the first six months that I was here. Uh, visited for three weeks, went back home, uh, arrived on a Friday, Saturday, she put her business up for sale, her house up for sale, and started packing, giving away or selling her stuff. She was determined that if I was gonna be down here, she was gonna be down here too. I wasn't the only one that's gonna have a good life. And she hates winter and snow as much as I do. So uh, within our first year, mom was here, I was here, we were on the verge of uh, looking uh, for a bakery. We found this place anyways. After we uh, got rid of the bakery, we, found, we had been in this house for a couple months. And looking back, it was probably the best thing we did, closing it, because uh, a year later, COVID hit, and we would have been we wouldn't have been able to get rid of the equipment that we had sold that uh, helped us clear some of the debt load from the bakery. It, it would have been, been hell. Watching the bills climb and no way of getting out. So 
I just wanted to give anyone that has been following a little background. And, and now I've been here five years. Um, my youngest son and my daughter have both had babies, so I go back. I try to go back and forth to, to visit the grandkids. Um, but they got their life here, there, and I got my life here. Um, I was dating on and off, and I finally found a, a very nice guy that we love each other a lot. Life is good. He makes me laugh, and he makes me very happy. Or I should say I'm very happy with him. So, um, so life is good. But uh, now it's, it's trying to figure out what the next stage. My life has always been stages of, of changing who I am to the circumstances that I'm exposed at. When my babies were young, I used to work in the bar at night so that I was with them during the day. And then it got to the point that the kids were in school, then it was time for me to go to school myself. And then I needed a job to uh, give the kids a house of our own, and that's when I went back to school and became an instrumentation mechanic. And I did that until the point that I was able to decide on having a business of my own, and that's when I started doing the uh, farmer's markets. And that's also when I discovered that I was really good at it. Really good at it. And I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed giving people a smile on the face and, and satisfaction and being able to taste a food that's good for them that won't make them sick and makes them smile. Life can't be any better than that than having something good to eat. And you know it's not going to make you sick. So I'm just... I guess a person that keeps changing with the times. Otherwise, life would be pretty boring, don't you think? So, you got that bit of background, and we'll, we'll talk about things later on this week. So you guys take care. Take a deep breath. Feel the quiet, feel the stillness. I got a really nice breeze on the back patio of the house today. So I'm enjoying watching the palm trees sway. The dogs sleeping on the tile patio floor. And knowing that I have to start my Spanish lesson again. So take care, guys. Colleen, gluten-free gold, the Lake of Panama.